0: everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Prosper Project, where my guest is Elizabeth Ribbons, that is spelled with one B. As a lifelong entrepreneur navigating life and business, Elizabeth has developed a perspective that leverages change to encompass life and career that she now shares through her speaking, courses, webinars, and her podcast. Elizabeth is passionate about inspiring and empowering her audience to remain dynamic in their career and their life. And she loves to share insight, knowledge, and her proven processes so that the people that she works with can continue to thrive and create their best life. So, welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Oh, I'm pleased to be here, Lorraine. Thank you. Thank you. So, Elizabeth, you and I have connected a couple of times before, and I just love your energy. Your energy is so warm and welcoming. And I think we were introduced by a mutual friend, and Daphne has also been on the podcast. And she just felt like you and I kind of spoke the same language. And I think that when we got together, we realized that we did. We both referenced pulling threads. And really being aware that there is no such thing as work-life balance. There's only work-life integration. And that might look a little bit different for everyone. So let's just go ahead and launch into a question. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm definitely ready. Definitely okay. Ready. <laughs> All right. So everything's been changing at such a rapid pace, right? We went from a pandemic, an extreme lockdown from being extremely free, only to slightly emerge, retract, and kind of do that again. Now we have a war raging overseas that everyone feels very deeply about. So as everything is changing around us, things are also changing in our business, right? So for some people, they had been a bricks and mortar in their community and they had to go online online. For other people, they were getting their clients through events and networking in person, and they had to move online. So we've had to find new ways to innovate our business. At the same time, there has been a massive disruption in the world around us. So my question to you is a big one, and i just like to get your initial reaction. How do we keep up with everything and remain Relevant to the people that we serve while I guess still taking care of ourselves? Can you give us,
1: you know, kind of like your experience and how you work with people around that? That's a really great question. Thank you, Lorraine. I feel like the time is right for me now to be talking about what I talk about because I'm a combination of all my experiences and being a lifelong entrepreneur. I had to get good at switching and changing and rethinking and also. Realizing during that journey that I had to also, you know, I didn't factor in my life. And so when I did that and I really reorganized and redefined what I called success, and I kept doing that, it became clear to me that we have to remain nimble. And I did it in my life because I wanted to, and I wanted to show up for the things that were super important. And as women, this is where the thread comes in. We're like threads, we each of us bring in something really important to the fabric of our lives. But we have to remain nimble in order to really, you know, check the boxes. Otherwise, we're cutting ourselves up into pieces. So that being said, I think the time is perfect now. I mean, it's been going on for over a decade. Where it's really clear that that work over there and life over here doesn't work. And so, especially for women, and women have been able to prove, even though it's really sad during the great resignation and everything that we went through through the pandemic, but we were able to show that we can work and be part of our lives and bring all that together. So it's exciting in that sense because there was so much pushback for that kind of work, uh, hybrid work and that sort of nimble dynamic way of working and living. So for me, I've seen it for a long time because I watch trends. That's something that yeah. I do as an entrepreneur, as someone who's had a long life in design, I watch trends and I've seen it just not working, not working and people holding on, trying to keep what used to be, which is like the more linear way of life, the more linear corporate world, and how we're seeing so much, I mean, it's almost like, what's going to happen next? That's why I call like my, my company next. What's going to happen next? and how are we going to manage to stay relevant, like you said. And I believe that the best way to do it is stop trying to be fitting into all those boxes outside of us, Start with the inside of us. Start with our thread and where we can best fit in. And if we can stay nimble, which that's what I teach that perspective if we can stay nimble and really practice that nimble way of living and dynamic way of approaching things in business and career and life, we have a better chance at managing these multi-stages in our life and these uncertainties. Now, I'm not saying that disruption is not going to happen, but certainly we can manage the disruptions better and see where we can best fit. And I honestly believe with this work-life integration, we're looking at Really what's success, instead of having success just in business or success just in family, it's integrated. And so the women I work with has been mainly for years, women that are restarting in their lives. they're you know wanting to maybe find purpose or meaning, or they're really wanting a new career or they're wanting something new and they want to gather up all that they've done and maybe bring in something that's powerful and impactful. So I work with them on that, but recently. I'm working also with women who are starting out in life, Mm -hmm. giving them these life skills because my daughter said to me, mom, we need to hear what you're saying here. We're entering a world that's really uncertain. Nothing. All the rules that we were told are not adding up like they used to. So I'm super passionate about going and talking to women, young women about this, because I think women are really positioned naturally to manage these sort of soft skills, this dynamic sort of fluid way of living. So I'm excited about that. Obviously I'm talking away, but that's my
0: Yeah, passion. no, I love that. So you have pretty much always been an entrepreneur. Can you talk a little bit about that and your evolution as an entrepreneur, like how you started and, you know, kind of the evolutions that brought you to where you are now?
1: You know, I, like I said, I'm a combination of all my experiences and I've always been an entrepreneur. I mean, <laughs> this isn't a proud moment, but I'm the youngest of a large family and everyone was watching Saturday morning cartoons. And I was noticing that, you know, there's a lot of toys that they weren't playing with. So I put them in my wagon and went outside to sell them. And, <gasps> oh, um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I was doing just fine until I got caught. And then I got in a lot of trouble, but you know, I had to reset the way I was going about things, but I've always had that mind of, you know, there's kids outside that would think these toys are really great or where there's a hole, you know, where we oh can fill gosh. this hole up with some kind of a need here. So I've always been that way. And even when I was in grade school, like, um, you know, middle school and high school, I would have something, make something. And the next thing I knew I was selling, I was making more and selling and, So it's always been in me. And I think too, because I was raised by a single mom, you know, I had to be resourceful and be creative and think things through that way. So it just is a who I've always been. And I believe now, I mean, there was this, I don't know, it's, you've heard it. We're all our own brand, which oof, I hate that because I don't want to wear like a price tag on my forehead that that made Mm -hmm. me feel like I was a product. But we are definitely having to be our own brands now in the sense that we have to gather up everything we are and really continue to refine that and find where we can best fit in and live our best lives. So like I said, I feel like I'm at the right point in time to be sharing this information and knowledge and helping others to switch their thinking from the outside in to the inside out. Yeah. And I actually love that we're all
0: recognizing that we need to be our own brand, because we always have, whether you are working for someone else, it's how are you different, right? How do you package yourself that makes you the right candidate for the job? As an entrepreneur, it's just kind of like that on steroids, right? right? So, you know, positioning yourself to where can I be of service is how I like to think about it. And how am I different than the other solutions that are right there and I think you know you have your own story and things that you've been through and certainly being raised by a single mother I have been a single mother you know I think that when you're in that position how you relate to your kids is a little bit different and as a child of a single parent perhaps because I don't have this experience but my thought would be that a lot of times in life that we think that things that are maybe setbacks are actually the things that make us innovative and adaptable and unstoppable Mm -hmm. in the pursuit of what we think will make the difference for us. And if you were a small child selling toys, it sounds like you got that from a very young age and you had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I just think that's a great story. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, I needed to thank you. I needed to sort of switch my, I had to keep in mind, oh, wait, I can't be selling their choice. Of course, I wasn't selling mine. I was selling theirs. (laughs) Well, you were a smart entrepreneur. (laughs) Oh,
0: my gosh, that is so funny. So your program now, you basically position yourself as providing the solutions and tools to empower your next You talked a little bit about who comes to you, but tell us a little bit about your proven process, how you came to identify that, and how you work with your clients.
1: Well, my process has been, I'm sure you've heard of it, it's been around a very long time. It's very similar to the design thinking process. Mm -hmm. It's really giving yourself that opportunity and that okay to fail. I hate that word fail because we have such negative connotation, but we have to learn that way. So, it's test it out. Test it out. I always call it try on shoes in your 20s, especially. Go try all these different jobs, learn whatever you can. Be your own brand. Just let it all stick to you. Learn, learn, learn and then see where you're best. And so, that's the testing part of it. It's, then looking around and seeing where things are needed, where you best fit in. That's the design part of it. And of course, I go deeper and I help people really come up with these tools. And then you create it for yourself in different ways and always be willing to try it out again. Check in. You know, you might have a life plan at 20, but at 30, your life plan is going to be different. So keep checking in with that life plan and adjusting it. It's that nimble, fluid way of looking at life and really cl- keeping clear on what it is you do best. And I feel like you understanding that right around college and you're growing it. And then by the time you're 30 or even in your 40s, you're like, I've done all these great things and I've kind of forgotten that I did all these great things and this is where I could be really useful. So that's where I've done that over and over again in my work as well as working with mentees and working with women that are my clients. And so... It's something that they can employ again and again, a tool that they can employ again and again.
0: Yeah, I like that. So basically, you have a guided group course, is that correct? Yes. Is that the kind of the container that you deliver your services in? And you have a strong sense of community in mm-hmm. your group. And how do you think that benefits your members?
1: Well, I have, you know, what I've always decided that is Good to do is the good, better, best, and all of them are good. I have a course, online course, that someone can take on their own. Okay. Then I have the group, the cohort and the group, and that's like a one-day workshop. And then we work over a period of time with the group. And I feel like, and I've seen, and I personally know that those are the best because people can really relate to one another and they learn from one another. And when you're sharing your experiences, it helps you to grow too. So, And that connectivity between women, I think is extremely impactful and powerful. So I can put the tools out there, but if someone's learning together with another group and giving feedback and input, it's just really magical. So that's where I think it's terrific. And then, of course, I work one-on-one and I'm very selective, making sure that that person's really ready to do the things that we're going to talk about doing and working together. So Those are the three things that I offer. I like to be able to make sure that, you know, there's something for everyone if they want to just do that online or do one-on-one or the workshop. So, yeah, no,
0: that's great. So also talk a little bit about your podcast because there is a synergy between all the pieces, parts, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. So my podcast is about really people's stories and how they met change because some of them, you know, change can be super disruptive, super upsetting, terrible things happen, and then we have to get across that bridge. And a lot of times, they are able to talk about their journey and how they've done it. Or these are people who are doing things that they've completely reinvented themselves and are helping other people. So, they're really great stories about reinvention, resilience, pivoting, and also a way to support those who are looking maybe to write a book. I have people that talk about writing books and things like that. So if you're at that precipice in life where you're thinking, I want to do this thing and I've put it off, I want to be able to have a lot of inspiration to empower women in the podcast. I love that. Yeah. And I'm
0: a fan of your podcast. I think it's great. I had the pleasure of being one of your guests and that was a lovely experience as well. So for our listeners today, Obviously, if they're going through a big change like leaving a corporate job, becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a consultant, they would obviously be good prospects for you because you would help them kind of navigate that next phase and some of the things that would be coming up for them as well. But I also get a sense that people might come to you for other reasons, like maybe they've been an entrepreneur for a while and they, and I'm making this up, but I want to hear your take on this. And maybe they feel like it's not what they thought it would be, or maybe they're thinking about burning the ship and starting over. Do you get people that come to you where they're kind of like in a position of, I guess, a question,
1: doubt, or crisis? Oh, some are in crisis, but a lot they've been in life crisis, and then they're deciding what they're going to do to create a new journey for themselves. And the ones that are in business crisis, usually they have a business that's been kind of humming along. It's not doing fabulously or terribly, and they just aren't even excited about it any longer. Mm. So they come to me and I guess they're wanting to breathe new life or they're wanting to do something that's a little bit more impactful. So they come to me to sort of, you know, when something, when you have your hand this close to your face, it's really hard to see it. And that's when they come to me and and we just take a look at everything and reset all of it, and maybe take some things out and add some things, that type of thing, and redesign it, and then they feel like they've reset themselves in business. And a lot of times, too, with business being the way it is, and just like you had said at the beginning of this conversation, is things are changing so rapidly that I believe that we all have to take some time to step back, reassess, reset you know, pull together some tools that we can navigate with now. And whether it's, I want to have more impact or I'm not loving what I'm doing anymore. It's just really a timely topic right now.
0: I agree. I think that, you know, amidst change, we look inward, right? And we think, you know, time is short. And we realize that when there's external reminders of it on a daily basis. So, am I doing what I want to be doing? Does my life look the way I want it to look? Because I always tell people that your work, even as an entrepreneur, maybe especially as an entrepreneur, should be designed to support the life that you want to create.
1: So, Absolutely. it really starts there, right? I completely agree. And thank you for saying that because I think a lot of people first do the career and then try to make their life fit around it or the business and they try to make their life fit around it. And then they realize, wow, I didn't really factor in all of these things. So it's, it takes some thought and some real designing and doesn't mean you can't do what you want to do. It just might be that you need to adjust it a bit. And we're living really long lives now. Yes. So stopping at 60 is just not... an what are you going to do for the next 35 years or 40 years? You know, so so it's definitely worth something to assess and take a look at. And also, you want more of a nimble, you want to be able to travel and live freely and do more things, but you still want to have something of value that's all yours. So that's why they come to me too. It's like, let's reassess what you're doing and maybe refine and redesign it. So Yeah, yeah. So can you tell for people that... I think most
0: people have a concept of design thinking or the the way that you're describing your work, but can you describe that a little bit more for people so they understand
1: if they come to you, how you would work with them? I do an intake. And so with design thinking, there's always the empathy. It's understanding where they're at, what's not working, what is working and where then we go into, you know, developing what it is, or really refining what it is they do so well, maybe coming up with just all kinds of ideas, what's working in your life, what's important, all those things. And we overlap them to see where some things we could really potentially work. And then we start doing testing on it and checking it out, not jumping right in with, you know, burn the Mm. boat and jump right in. We test things out. We really look at how we can make it work. And then we readjust And that's sort of the lab where you keep coming back and readjusting. And then you start feeling like, okay, this is great. And I think wisdom, life, as we get older, we're able to take an idea and then maybe develop it. Whereas when we're young, we have this plan and an idea and we stick to it so much that maybe we're not looking at all the other things that are coming into our lives that we might want to factor in and consider. So this is a way for them to look at the whole picture. And to really sort of map out where they want to go and have that. Just like when you're skiing or bike riding or anything, you want to have a sort of an idea where you want to end up. Yeah. You (laughs) might have to do a detour or two to get there, but be fluid in that and understand I'm getting there and this is really where I'm going to be best. I'm just working at trying this out and getting information. And so you keep giving yourself, I don't call it failing, but maybe it wasn't quite what you expected. So you come back to the lab and you recess and you keep... You work it till you get there and that's giving yourself that time, you know, and it's okay to out of the gate and think you were going to do something and then you have to adjust it. So I yeah. was just talking to somebody, I was at an event yesterday. And I was just talking to somebody, a woman who's a psychiatrist or psychologist. And she, we were both agreeing that that's one of the beautiful things about being older is that you can let go of ideas. You can let go of something that you thought was going to be everything for your life And maybe adjust it and be a little bit more flexible. And so I'm hoping that with my work that I'm talking to the younger women, I can shed some light on this kind of thinking for them as well.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think it's really necessary. It's a shame. You know, as you get older, I think a lot of us look back and think, oh my gosh, I wish I wouldn't have taken that so seriously. It was such a small setback, right? Yeah. But that's why we have the wisdom that we do because we have navigated so many setbacks and so many failures. And I love the idea that fail actually stands for first attempt in learning, because that's so true. And so it's great to fail. Sarah Blakely talked about the fact that every day she'd come home from school and her dad would ask her and her siblings, what did you fail at today? Because he knew it was getting them closer to being successful. And You know, I love that, you know, we're redefining what it means to fail. And the sooner we can do that, and the more that we can help the next generation understand those who don't already understand that it just gets us closer. I always equate it with dating. Like, you know, you're dating, and there's so many failures before you, you know, find the person that you want to continue a relationship with. And, Why should
1: work or business or being an entrepreneur be any different? I agree. I agree. And I was also going to say that, you know, with all of the changes that we're seeing in life right now, I think we really need to embrace the fail. And all of these corporations now are bringing in teams to help their employees learn this design thinking because it's really how, and they're teaching it in schools, it's really how they're going to navigate all of this disruption and be better leaders too. So it's just a tool that, like I said, I've used for most of my life that I believe wholeheartedly in. And it's a tool I didn't go, okay, I'm going to use design thinking. I was incorporating it into my life for all of my life. And yeah. so it's something that now is in the universities and everywhere. So it's, yeah, I love it's pretty that. powerful. So exciting. And to fail, is really the way you're learning. And, Mm -hmm. and so I agree with that completely as well. I love it. So Elizabeth, if people are interested,
0: where, where are all the places that they can find you to learn more about next and working with you?
1: You can go to anywhere. You can find me at next career life. You'll find my social, you'll find my website And then for speaking in podcasts and just basically me showing up at events and talking about what I'm doing, discussing it in talks, that's ElizabethRibbons.com. And it's ribbons with one V.
0: One V. I love that. I love that. Elizabeth, it was so lovely having you as my guest today. And I love what you're doing. I love the philosophy and the design behind it. And I look forward to... Have, continuing our conversation and all the places you can find Elizabeth are in the show notes below this episode. So please
1: check out her podcast. I highly recommend it. And my podcast is next with Elizabeth ribbons. So yes, I'm looking for my yes. podcast. It's next with Elizabeth ribbons. Yeah. I say and there's back. some
0: great takeaways there. So check the show notes for all the places Elizabeth is. And thank you for joining us today for this conversation. And we'll see you next week on the Prosper Project. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.